Man, everybody's so focused on the 90s. I'll get into why we're talking about Motley Crue in the 90s in just a second. I just do want to tell you that Peter Slowly, the police chief in Ottawa, has just uh, completed a press conference talking about it, asking for additional resources and also talking about funding uh, and what that means with the GoFundMe page being shut down and now cash going to this other alternative uh, funding system. We're going to talk about that. We're going to bring you up to date to that in just a couple of moments. But Disney Plus in Canada is airing this new series called Pam and Tommy. Pam and Tommy tells the real story of how Pamela, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, how their famous text, sex tape, <clears throat> pardon me, sex tape, made its way to the web in the late 90s, in the 1995. And it exploded at the worst possible time for Anderson's career and what happened to Pamela Anderson and then what happened to Tommy Lee and the sexism involved in all of that. It all digs into all of that sort of stuff, but it also raises some questions about, okay, revisionist history and also the fact that Pamela Anderson is not involved in this at all. Alison Herman is a staff writer for The Ringer who covers TV and has written about it. Pam and Tommy and the obsession with 90s revisionism. Welcome to the program, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's talk about, I, you know, like as I read about this, there's a big piece in the New York Times that over the weekend, I think, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm here for 90s nostalgia as much as the next person. But by watching this, am I just exploiting Pamela Anderson again? Well, I think the actual series is really trying to be on Pamela Anderson's side. I think especially in the latter half, I think only the first four episodes are currently available to stream, but you're right. There's a difference between where the show wants to be. And of course the subjects who are still very much alive and producing work and able to experience this or re-experience this for themselves. Uh, tell me about the show. It's it, it has Seth Rogen in it. I believe he's one of the producers just as a, you know, just as a piece of culture, what was your first take on it? Well, the piece that you referenced, I talk a lot about how this is nowhere near the first show that has revisited a famous tabloid scandal from the 90s and reframed it from a modern point of view. I would say that kicked off in 2016 with the two concurrent shows about O.J. Simpson, one being a scripted show and one being a documentary. And that kind of kicked off this wave of, hey, this woman who was maligned by media in the 1990s, back before we had social media and felt a lot more intimately connected to celebrities and also had more of a voice of everyone else and not just a narrative dictated down to us by the likes of CNN. What if we went back and thought about that again? And that's affected everyone from literal royalty in the form of Princess Diana to American pop stars like Britney Spears. And in a lot of ways, Pam and Tommy essentially applies that playbook to a pretty relevant example in that Pamela Anderson was exposed by having this tape literally stolen. I think that's a really unusual part of the story is that it takes place at this inflection point where the internet was just starting to get started and no one really understood that it was possible for intimate moments to be spread to the entire world in the blink of an eye. That wasn't an experience that was available to everyone just yet. So this series attempts to reframe it from a modern perspective, but at least from my point of view, there were some shortcomings in how it chose to do that. And frankly, some redundancies because it's coming in so late in this wave. 
you speak of the, about the revisionism. You know, I, I I would add to the list that you put out there the the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction and how we think about that differently now. Give me a sense of what what is it that is driving us to re-examine these cultural moments under a different lens. I mean, I think part of it is just time, right? I think that we're right in that sweet spot where, you know, if you're my age, you grew up in the 1990s and you were faintly aware of all this happening at the time, but you never really thought about it critically. You never really thought about it as an adult, someone who could look back on it with perspective. So I do think just in the fact that we're in that 25-year sweet spot, so people who were just coming into awareness at the time now have both the ability personally to look back on it and also just they're older, they're more advanced in their careers. They're able to say, hey, I'm the person who has the green light at Disney or Fox or what have you, and this is compelling to me. It resonates with me so I can green light it for an audience. But part of it is just the world has changed so drastically in a relatively short amount of time that even though this all happened in our lifetimes, it feels like it happened five centuries ago. It it really it really does, and you know I, you know, came of age in the '90s myself. I remember all the jokes. It was a you know she was a, the butt of jokes, and was so um, entirely slut shamed for this. And I, I I think about this now critically, and I wonder would this happen the same? And I I'm not certain that it wouldn't. Obviously, the parameters would be different, but I, I I'm not certain that it would be much different in terms of the cultural reaction. Do you? Well, I do sort of disagree because we actually do have a relatively modern example of it in the celebrity nude hack from 2014. I agree that I think Pamela Anderson was in a very specific cultural position, but we now currently have all these examples of, first of all, celebrities who became prominent in part because of sex tapes and that didn't really hinder them from a career. So I would say Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton are certainly examples of it. They're not exactly high culture. They're not revered, but they're objectively pretty successful and have kind of transcended that. And with the nude hack, I thought what was really interesting and a really telling difference from the Pamela Anderson situation is people immediately understood that to be a huge violation of privacy, something that was totally inappropriate and most importantly, not their fault. And with Pamela Anderson, because people weren't accustomed to, you know, carrying salacious materials in their pockets 24-7, potentially, if you have a smartphone, people thought, people didn't think of that as something that could happen to them. And people also assumed that because Pamela Anderson was already so publicly known for her sexuality, that she was either implicitly a part of it or perhaps even leaked the tape herself, which we now know was not the case, but people made some pretty unfair assumptions. That's really interesting stuff. Allison, great to talk to you about it. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Allison Herman is a staff writer for The Ringer who covers TV and has written about Pam and Tommy and the obsession with 90s revisionism. Again, that new series is airing on Disney Plus here in Canada.